Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Into the Shadows podcast. As always, I don't claim to be an expert or an authority on any of the things I discuss. I am simply sharing my thoughts and ideas based on my own life experiences. In this episode, I am joined by a good friend of mine, and we'll be discussing the nature of the self, what we understand it to be, and the inherent value if there is any, of getting in touch with your true self. So let's just jump right in. What is the self, or what is it that we regard as the self? I think, for me, there's different layers to it. I think, first, there is self as in your consciousness, which means your your internal thoughts that you have when you go throughout and have those internal conversations. Uh... There's also a self of how other people see you. And I think that's more in the lines of a persona of, uh, you know, how somebody else see you. But I think there's also a, a nuanced version of that where it's how you try to show to other people. And I think there's a difference in that to where how you try to show somebody, uh, somebody that you are something is different from how they perceive it. And I think there's another layer of persona now, I feel like, in this day and age of social media where uh, there's another layer of self that you try to uphold to through your, you know, social media presence or, you know, content that you post online to kind of show people that you're in a certain way. So there's four layers to the self is what you're saying. There's that original self. There's the self that is perceived the self that we try to show and then the self that we try to show on social media. My question then becomes, are all of them equally weighed in a sense or is there one thing that we can identify as the self and everything else is just kind of built upon it the foundation for everything else I think it depends on the person I think it uh, where they think their self lies is what their reality will be if somebody for example really values social media and how they look at <coughs> social media for them their reality would be that their self is their social media persona but I will say that the more you go into the deeper layer of selves in terms of subconscious and your internal self that you know some people might not even know their internal self but your internal self uh, the more you get you get grounded to who you are and the more easier it is and the more strong that foundation is in in regards to how you can withstand different changes that might come to your life i think for me um the most important part is knowing yourself and being true to yourself and I think those goes into different layers, but the first layer is to be honest with yourself. Um, I feel like a lot of times when people are, you know, by themselves, uh, there might be a habit of maybe looking at things that's more negative about you, or you know, maybe to some people, you know, they might have big egos, so everything is positive. Um, but I think being honest with yourself, being objective with who you are, is very important. Like once you know yourself and you you accept who you are as a uh, as that person or and, and again I think that all this can be 
fluctuating as you go forward. I think who you are now versus who you're going to be in five years can be two different people. But at the same time, I feel like there's some essence within that that kind of stays true throughout that process. And once you get in, in tune with that, with that self, I feel like anything else that comes outwards to you, whether it's people's perception of you or whether it's, you know, your social media, you know, whatever persona, I think those will have, uh, you know, little, little impact on, on yourself, at least mentally. Okay. So then for those that might not be able to follow along or that are a little bit lost, um, this truer self that we're referring to, that's different from the persona of social media or the thing we try to present to others is kind of what you are referring to what you are today what you think today might not necessarily be the same as what you think in five years or ten years but as you were alluding to the essence is still the same meaning the essence you have now to the essence you have in five years mm-hmm. so then is it this so-called essence that is the epitome of our true true self and if so how does one get in touch with that essence what is that essence for me uh, I think my essence I can't put it into words but I, I feel it as an energy that's within me that I have felt my whole life I feel like even when I was a kid I can feel this same same energy even though you know my mindsets my knowledge about things has changed and has grown I feel like that essence that energy that was within me since I was a kid is still there and I feel like essence in general is something that kind of drives you and your uh, the stuff that you go through the stuff that you see the more you get older and have opinions on things it kind of like layers on top of this energy and the more you add, you know, like for example, like, you know, social media persona or, uh, you know, if you value what other people think really high, uh, like highly, then all this stuff will just keep on adding like a layer, layer to the point where you forget your true self. And I feel like that's what a lot of people today is kind of struggling with is just trying to like they're, you know, they're lost. They don't know who, who their true self is so that when they do come in this time of reflection, they don't see their true self. They just see the the layered thing that I mentioned before that's just been, you know, just building up for years. So I think uh, in terms of uh, what you said and how you can try to reach that self, I think it's being honest with yourself and it's kind of going through what you've been through, kind of looking at your roots and see how you've grown. And yeah, and for me, I think I've been very lucky to where I felt like I felt this energy of who I am as a person since I was a kid. And to me, you know, it feels like a sword that's just been sharpening for decades. And now, you know, it's at a certain state of sharpness. Um, I feel like to get to that point, if you forgot your true self, it's going to be a lot harder. A lot of times I feel like it takes a lot of traumatic events for people to kind of reach that reflection piece within themselves where they see their true self. Uh, but I think it's just whole, uh, it's just a lot of reflection that needs to be done in order to get to that level of self. So it's a matter of looking yourself in the mirror and being critical and honest 
looking at what you see, seeing what's reflected back at you, and deciding, is this persona me, or is this persona somebody else? Am I posting this thing on social media for likes, or am I posting it for me? Am I wearing these clothes because I want to, or because this person or that person is going to think a certain way? And I think once, that's kind of the, the basis of it, once you start looking at things in that respect of deciding, is this something that I truly want or is this something I truly feel versus is this something that others will think a certain way about me or think a certain way about this or that, then you start to really get in that journey of unraveling kind of the layers of bricks that have built on top of your true self, this essence, this foundation that we were talking about. And it allows you to slowly start removing brick by brick by brick so that until when you get to the end, you start to see what is it that you are? What is it that I am? And for me, similar to you, that's what I feel, I mean, by virtue of traumatic events in my own life, that I've been forced to harshly examine myself and decide is this what I want out of life yeah do I want to do this thing do I want to do that thing do I want to do this podcast do I want to write a book do I want to go to college do I want to do this and deciding are these things things I want for me myself and I or are they things I want because that's what society dictates or that's what my family dictates or that's what my friends dictate or that's what the rest of my social group is doing and then once you start to separate yourself from all these external factors you start to really get a hold of who you are or who I am at least for me that's how it worked um, and then once you have that essence once you get to that foundation you can then start building up new layers that are, in my opinion, good layers or better layers that kind of turn into a skyscraper of you. I think the struggle that a lot of people will have in this process would be seeing their reflection and not liking what they see. And I think that might be true for a lot of people that might be dealing with, you know, something like insecurity or, you know, they might have um, just a negative perception of who they think they are. Um, and I think the key is to accept both the good and the bad, uh, at the same time, you know, try to improve, but accepting those qualities is a very crucial step into kind of accepting who you are as a person, you know, like, for example, if you're a person and you notice that you're just a, you know, naturally a jealous or, you know, a greedy type of person, you got to accept that and then now you gotta you know deal with that yeah so it's like a matter of accepting your flaws and accepting that we're human at the end of the day there's no such thing as perfection we're imperfect beings we have good days and we have bad days we have good qualities and we have bad qualities but it's in those moments when we try to suppress one thing for another that issues tend to come up so for example for myself I know for as open-minded and 
peaceful and enlightened as I like to think of myself, I know I have a temper. I know when things set me off, I can just go off. Now, I can try to, for years I've worked on kind of suppressing that anger because anger is not a good quality. It's kind of repels people away from you. But by suppressing that side of you or suppressing that side of me or pretending like it doesn't exist, putting on a front, it ends up doing more psychological harm to yourself, to myself, than necessarily the positive persona I put out into the world. Because every time I'm kind of holding that rage back, holding those disappointments, holding that anger, kind of eats at you from the inside out. And you're just like, oh, God damn it, God damn it. But by acknowledging that I have that side to me, now when I have moments where I feel enraged or I have moments where I'm disappointed or I'm angry, rather than pretending they don't exist, I acknowledge I have that and it's okay. And just that act of acknowledgement and being at peace with the fact that I do have a darker side to me helps to quell that anger and kind of bring me to a state of balance in a sense rather than putting on this persona and subconsciously this rage is actually balancing the scales more towards an angry version of myself than necessarily one that's calm and composed. I think like you can attribute this suppression of bad to, you know, a lot of different things. It could be, you know, stories that we hear since we were kids like of heroes and villains or you know religion or you know just historical narratives uh but i feel like you know getting to know that negative side of you is very crucial because that that's that paints a more clear picture of who you are i think you just trying to see yourself as a good you know everything is good nothing is bad that's that's a one-dimensional way to look at uh, or, or like you know being honest with yourself uh, you know, and it's at the end of the day, you got to ask, you know, who are you trying to prove that you're good or bad? Like this, this should be the, the question should be, you know, for yourself, this is, you want to know who you are for yourself. And when you get to that level, there shouldn't be any type of suppression or any type of, you know, embarrassment. Cause you know, well, you, you know, you're embarrassed to yourself like you know well, why would you be embarrassed to yourself <laughs> so and then and that's one thing i know since i was a kid i always i don't know why i always said to myself was i'll always be honest with myself i'll never suppress a thought or you know emotion within me and i feel like that would, that kind of has led me to kind of have a really clear way of thinking about things now where it's you know i could look at myself or my actions in an objective way and be critical and not, you know, and, you know, at times you can be biased, you know, we're all humans, but at the same time, just being as objective as possible is, I think, the best way to get a clear picture of what, you know, something such as truth is. Yeah. I think we have to emphasize, though, this is all a lot easier said than done. Like you Absolutely. said, at this, yeah, like you said at the onset. Uh, facing yourself is not the easiest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Looking at that reflection in the mirror and seeing all the quote negative th- sides of ourselves, that's not easy. Yeah. Not only to see that in yourself, but to accept that in yourself. Because like you were saying, either by virtue of our upbringing, society, religion, the case might be, 
of those negative attributes that we have, whether it's sadness, loneliness, anger, lusts, greed, whatever the case might be, it's become morally more or less unacceptable through societal standards. So when we see that in ourselves, it's kind of posing that question, hold up, are we bad? Am I evil? Am I greedy? Am I really that bad? Like, God damn, what did I go wrong? Yeah. And that's not an easy truth or question to post to yourself or even accepting yourself. But I think it's about kind of finding that fine line between facing that truth, facing that negative side of you that says, oh, I have this tendency to be greedy or I have this tendency to be cruel or I have this tendency to be mad or I have this tendency to lust, whatever the case might be, knowing that it is just a tendency and not necessarily the thing that defines you. Yeah. I feel like in terms of who you think you are, it can vary, you know, depending on your emotions. Like, you need to have a good day, you know, and, you know, let's say, you know, strangers were saying hi to you and now you feel, you know, good or, you know, somebody complimented you. Your self-perception of who you think in that day might be good as opposed to, you know, a day when you're having a bad day and, you know, you have a you know lower self-esteem that day, you know, and that's all true and fair. But I feel like there's a layer that you can get to to where you kind of just take things for what it is and kind of let these emotions pass through you instead of controlling you and how you perceive things um for me you know when i go about my day you know i have this neutral you know content of just being alive you know i have a i have a deep appreciation like appreciation of being alive and being able to you know you know uh talk to people and you know just just having this life i'm very grateful and when you come in that sense of just stillness and just being you everything else is just noise that just passes in and out and you know there are times where you know you you might have an off day but those are you got to just accept that those are emotions that just goes in and out you know it's not gonna last and just depending on you know the day or the circumstance you know you will have a better day and with that we'll leave you until next time